G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Stu Miller is the founder of Train to Proclaim. Uh, you can go to the website traintoproclaim.com. And he's also developed the G7 app, which has free resources to equip you to share your faith. It can be used in small group settings and uh, is uh, uh, a great tool to share the good news. Uh, welcome along, Stu. How are you doing, my brother? Doing great, Matt. Great to be here. It's great to have you back in the studio. And I know that uh, we've had a number of conversations in the past and even spent a bit of time doing some evangelism together recently. I'm looking yes. forward to uh, sharing a bit of that. But you, you're fresh, back off the plane from Melbourne. Yes. Tell us about how, how it was like in, in Melbourne. What was it like? Yeah, well, it was very interesting. Um, each year I go to the Royal Melbourne Show. There's a friend of mine who's got a gospel stall there at the the, um, the show called mm-hmm. Good News, which, yep. of course, is right up my alley, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the good news of the gospel. And so uh, when we um, when we go to the show, it, we haven't been there for three years, of course, because of COVID. And uh, this year it was just amazing because uh, people have been locked down. Melbourne's been through a really hard time. Victoria's had extreme measures being put on them. And, and now that the shows open up, it's like everyone turned up. 50,000 people turned up in the first day. The first day. It was a, just it's massive, yeah. And um, but there was just a hunger uh, to, to know about God. I mean, like, I mean, there's always the people who are no thanks, no thanks, mate. You know, but a lot of people stopped at the stall and wanted to know good news. I mean, they've had enough bad news, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we could share about Jesus, uh, and there was an openness, and there was hearts open to the gospel. So I was excited. You know, we we shared with a lot of people, went through a lot of gospel presentations, and. Uh, uh, we we had one person give their life to the Lord on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, but there was many many people reach with uh, both tracks and gospel presentations. So, yeah, really exciting. Uh, so I just got back yesterday. Awesome, mate. So when you guys do that, you have the the sign up. Mm-hmm. What, what does the sign say? Uh, well, the, our main stall yeah. sign says good news. Good but, news. But each year we have a different theme. Yep. And so this year was, uh, are you a good person? So uh, that's a great theme to go on, and it really worked well. Yeah. And, and we had the little lie detector uh, tricks at the front that, that created um, a bit of a crowd because uh, people would come along and try this lie detector, you know, and it's got a, a double magnet. Yeah. Uh, and it, it says, are you a good person? It's got a Y and an N. And, and you put, try to put this this uh, pokey stick thing that's yeah. got a magnet on the end of it onto the yes and it's got a reverse magnet on there, <laughs> pushing it away, and the and the nose got an attraction magnet, and it goes chonk onto this no, and people go, no, 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 I am a good person. They give me another go, and they go, they try to put it on the yes again, and it goes chonk onto oh, the no, and clever. everyone's laughing, and then you go, hey, this is just a bit of a fun, but let let's do the real good person test. How do, how do you know whether you're really a good person? And, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, because one person says I'm a good person, someone else says no, they're a rotten person. <laughs> So we say, well, look, you know, the dictionary definition of good means to be morally excellent. 
And then we say, well, look, you know, morals come from the Ten Commandments in the Bible. Let's check out some of them to see how, how well you go at being morally excellent. And then yeah. you start into the gospel. Wow. You start, start talking about it and they realize they're a sinner before God. You bring in the fact that Jesus has come and was punished in our place and yeah. died for us. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then say, well, look, it doesn't end there just because Jesus has died on the cross and was punished for the things we've done wrong. doesn't mean we're on our way to heaven. There's something you got to do. And then we bring in, bring in repentance and faith. Of course, we don't use those words. Uh, we talk about, you know, turning away from the wrong things in our lives and surrendering our lives to Jesus. And, uh, you know, and we say, look, have you ever thought about doing that? And they, they're like, no. Most of them haven't, haven't given it a thought. So we give them more information and uh, they go away. It's a great time. Great yeah. time. Yeah, really That's good. awesome. Yeah. And, you know, um, I've often said before, my guesstimate is that about 90% of Aussies mm-hmm. think they're going to heaven yes. because they're good. Absolutely. I, don't know, I, I just plucked that figure out of the yep. air, but that's my guess. About nine out of ten, oh, I reckon. You reckon it'd be about true? I think so. Maybe yeah. even maybe, maybe higher. Maybe ninety five, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there's probably about five to eight percent of born again Christians in Australia sure. that you sure. you would assume. Yeah. And hopefully they all know that they're saved by grace and not that's by right. works. You know? <laughs> that's right. So you'd think ninety five percent, ninety you know, ninety percent's probably pretty good. That's where I come up with that, you know. Um but the truth is that, you know, most people think, oh, how, I've never murdered anyone. Yep. I've never robbed a bank. Yep. I've never done anything really bad, so yeah. I'm good, you know. But yeah. I, like, I like that d- dictionary definition, yes. morally excellent. Morally excellent. That's a pretty high standard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And then it li- links perfectly into the Ten Commandments because that's where morals come from. And, you know, the, the whole weekend, you know, that I was doing this, we were, we were saying to people, you know, have you, you know, morals come from the Ten Commandments. And I never, ever got anyone saying, no, they don't. You know, <laughs> it's like people just know that, that okay. you know, our common law comes from the Ten Commandments, okay. you know. And when you bring out the Ten Commandments, they think they're pretty good, and then yeah. all of a sudden they fall very short by God's standards. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And even the whole murder thing, they go, oh, I never murdered anyone. And you go, well, you know, the Bible says that if you hate someone in your heart, it's the same as murder. It's like you haven't physically done it, but you've internally done it. Wow. So in God's eyes, because he sees your heart, not just your actions, uh, you know, you, you would be a murderer in his eye. And they're like, shoot, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And that's when that's when people are open to hearing about Jesus and the good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many times we come in with Jesus, and, and unfortunately people are like, oh, I don't want Jesus. No, you don't stop pushing your religion on me. But if yeah. we bring in the fact that they've broken God's laws, they're going to be standing before a holy God one day and be judged. They're in trouble. All of a sudden, they need some good news. Yeah, <laughs> they need yeah. some some Jesus dying on the cross for them. Otherwise, they go, "I don't need Jesus dying on the cross for me. I'm okay. I'm a good person." Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big mistake to come in straight straight away. I think with Jesus, because then people would like. You know, are you saved? You need Jesus? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I don't know why. You yeah. know, you got to explain the why first. That the bad news for them to understand the good news. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, um, I've watched lots of videos of Ray Comfort yes. doing this style of evangelism on yep. YouTube, and there's so many good videos. Yeah. And yep. sometimes I think he's got so, such boldness because yes. he ends up saying to people, "So okay, so you're a liar. Okay, you're a thief. You're yeah. a murderer." So you think you can go to heaven because you're a lying, thieving murderer? And they go, oh. <laughs> but it is, right. it is quite yeah. confronting. But it's, you know, that scripture in Galatians says the law was the schoolmaster that led me to Christ. That's right. That's why yeah. the law exists. That's right. To point out that exactly we right. have failed morally, haven't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And unless you understand the bad news, you don't understand the good news. Yeah, that's Without right. Without conviction, there can't be conversion. Yeah. Unless you know you're a sinner, there's no need of a saviour. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Jesus is completely irrelevant to most people mm. until they understand they're a sinner and mm. will be judged and be accountable for their sins. And then all of a sudden, okay, Jesus matters now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, so. it's great to hear of people coming to Christ, you know. Yep. The question 
us evangelists <clears throat> always get is, mm-hmm. how are you following them up, though? That's yep. what everyone likes to ask that. So I'd yep. love to know what, what's your tools that you use to try and follow up the new believers? Yeah. Well, I, I was using the G7. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I mean, we were using flip charts and stuff as well, and, and there was different ways. Everyone's got different ways of sharing the gospel, and as long as you're sharing the gospel, I don't care. You, you go for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, I had an iPad, and I was taking them through the G7, and the cool thing about the G7 is at the end, there's six different endings depending on where the person's at. And where they uh, fall, they can put their email address and it sends them a customized email based on their response. Wow. So with some more information to help them take another step. Yep. Uh, And some of them, you know, if they're really interested, you say, hey, look, have you got a friend you can talk to more about this? And and often they've got a Christian friend. So look, you've got to be intentional about this. If you want to, you know, your whole eternity is resting on here. Uh, Don't just let life go by without giving this some more thought. Go and talk to your Christian friend. Ask yeah. them some questions. Go along to church with them. You know, If they're a young person, I'd say, hey, do you know someone who goes along to a youth group? You know, Get involved. They're fun youth groups, but they also they will teach you about God. Yeah. And this is the most important thing in life. So we're trying to encourage them to take another step. We're sending them more information via email. Uh, you know, If someone gives their lives to the Lord, you definitely want to get their details, link them in with the local church. We can only do what we can do to follow people up. As far as people that we just share the gospel with, um, you know, obviously we're not following them up. We're just a, a random person that's spoken to them, but we're a link in a chain. We're, I think people sometimes think we've got to be the whole chain, <laughs> but we're not. We can't be everything yeah. to every person we meet, mm-hmm. but we can share the gospel and we can be one of those links in the chains that, that's a prompt in their journey to come into Christ. Yeah, that's right. And the Bible says, you know, some sow a seed, some yes. water, some reap a harvest. You know, we all got our part to play. That's as right. long as we're playing our part, that's the main that, that's thing. That's the main thing. Let's gotta, we've got to be doing something. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, turning our attention towards the topic for today, you know, the gospel in times of hardship. Mm. You know, there's so much financial instability, you know, mm. Optus is getting hacked, you know, there's the war in Russia, you know, there's all these things happening around the world that, you know, yep. people are, like I actually went to one homeless shelter last week and there's a guy I know struggles with depression and you actually came with me to this shelter a couple of months ago. You, you'll, yep. you'll know the place if I explain it, but I won't, I won't give it away. But there's a guy there who suffers with depression and, I said, here you go, mate. He goes, oh, did you hear about Russia? Oh, this is it, mate. This is it. You know, and like he was so down. It was, mm. you know, and you know, and I shared the gospel with him again as we do every week when we sure. go to the shelters. Sure. And he still um, wasn't ready to yes. come to Christ. But I, I get the feeling he's getting closer. Yes, because he's so down and so worried. You sure, know? sure. Um, what are your thoughts on that, uh, studio? Like with, with all the the bad news around the world mm. and and the hardship people are going through. Do you think it's the it's the seedbed for people to have their hearts open for the gospel? I think mm. the ground of their hearts is being ploughed up yeah. more and more. I think, mm. you know, you, you go back three years ago, but prior to COVID, everything's going swimmingly. We're in a very affluent place. Yep. People, Everything's going good. People are like, I don't need Jesus, mate. You know, back off. You keep your religion to yourself. You know, yeah. I, I, my life's great. You know, I've got a good job. I've got plenty of money. I'm having fun on the weekends. Mm. You know, like, I don't need your religion to, to slow me down, you know. Uh, and now people have lost their jobs yeah. through COVID, you know, lost their businesses. You know, we've got all these things happening in the world. There's instability, uh, financial instability, uh, emotional instability, uh, people being locked down. There was a lot of, a lot of mental uh, problems, huge rise in, in uh, you know, mental services that needed to be provided for pe- people who had been locked locked down. So people were struggling, you yeah. know, and, and, and the whole world's been shaken. You know, all this, 
the, the st- stability that they had, all of a sudden they they can't rely on government. They know that they can't rely on the government. Mm. They can't rely on on these other things that they used to rely on on their finances. Um, so they're going, well, where is my foundation? What, yeah. what, what is my you know what is life about? So yeah. People starting to ask some deeper questions, mm. and it's a perfect seedbed ground for the gospel. Mm. You know, I, I think of that verse. You know, it's uh, you know about the the camel through the eye of the needle, mm. uh, about a rich man coming coming to the kingdom of heaven. You know, um, it does have some application to today, doesn't it? When you think about that it scripture, does. yeah, it definitely does. Mm. I I think about the children of Israel. You know, and when I read the Old Testament, I just see this pattern. It's like a cycle. Yeah, where where they they follow the Lord, and the Lord blesses them, yeah. and their vats are overflowing, and their vineyards are are going great, and the, you know everything's fantastic, and the, the and then they get content. Yeah. And everything's going, we don't need God. Yeah. We're doing it all ourselves. You know, we're, we rock. We're so cool. You know, and they put self-importance and self-reliance and they turn away from the mm. Lord and they start to serve other idols and gods. And then God goes, all right, my blessing's coming off you. My protection's coming off you. And then their enemies start attacking them and they haven't got the blessing of the Lord and they, they get overtaken and then they're being oppressed by foreign nations and then everything's going wrong. And finally, when it's all tough and all their security is gone, they cry out to God, mm. and then God sends them a deliverer. He hears their prayers as they repent and turn to him, and then he sends their deliverer and then, you know, delivers them. They come out. They become a nation again. They, you know, they're governing themselves. God blesses them. They, they plant their vineyards again. They plant everything. Everything's going well, and their vats are overflowing. And it's and then what do they do? They forget about God again. It's yeah. like, what are you thinking? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, of course, we're reading it, you know, chapter by chapter. is almost like a whole generation sometimes. It's like, and then the next king is this one, and then the next king. And, yeah. and so we see it and fast forward, you know, mm. uh, as we're reading our Bibles. But, you know, of course, there was, there was 10. 20, 30, 40, 50 years in between some of these these kings. And so, of course, people were forgetting about it. We're thinking, these guys are nincompoops. What are, mm. Why don't they serve the Lord? Don't, you know, and that's why history is so important to yeah. remember. Um, but it just shows again and again and again in the Old Testament how when our security is taken away and everything's going wrong, that's when we actually realize we need Jesus, yeah. we need God, and we turn our hearts and we repent and turn to God. And, and that's what's happening for a lot of people today. So true, so true. Well, and we've been talking in particular about the gospel in times of hardship. Have you found that it's been a bit easier to share the gospel since COVID, since the last few years and all the troubles happening around our nation? Have you found it a bit easier? Have you found that people are a bit more open? We'd love to hear from you what's happening in your community, or maybe you've responded to the gospel. Give us a call, 1-800-316-316. Now, Stu, uh, before we go to the phones, uh, I had you come and speak at my soup kitchen a while back. Yes. And uh, a whole bunch of people came to Christ, <laughs> and then you came around with me around the homeless shelters and preached the gospel there when we handed out the meals. It was so cool having you with me on the day. Yes. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. I love sharing the gospel, but I love equipping others to share the gospel as well, just like you. And yes. I love taking teams out doing that stuff. Mm. And you did a rap at our soup kitchen. Yes, I did. <laughs> which I thought was so cool, and it's kind of a, a gospel rap. Do you want, are you able just to pull that out for us in the, in the studio here today, mate? Is that all right? Yeah? 
Oh, we could give it a go. Are you going to beatbox for me? No, no, no. We, we, we don't want to get too much like Vision 180. We, we can't be like the youth too much. Just just the spoken word. Is that all right? All right, okay. okay. here we go. So Adam was the first man God ever made in the Garden of Eden. He had it made in the shade. And God said to Adam, every tree you can eat, as much as you want, it'll be your treat. But if the tree in the middle of the garden, no lie, if you eat its fruit, you'll surely die. So time passed and Adam did fine. He named every animal in the passing of time. <laughs> So God saw that Adam was a lonely man. It's not good, said God. I've got a plan. So God made Adam fall asleep one night, and before the coming of the first daylight, he took a rib from Adam's side. He made a woman. Adam's eyes were open wide. This is my wife, he said with glee. She'll be my help. She'll stay with me. So together they lived in the garden all day. They wore no clothes but kept warm anyway. And they frolicked and they laughed and they had a good time, and everything seemed to be just fine. But in the garden there lived a serpent beast. Who was jealous of the innocent Adam and Eve. One day he caught Eve all alone. Eve, he said, you're mine, you'll own. If you eat the fruit of this forbidden tree, you'll be like God for eternity. So Eve ate the fruit soon. Adam did too. They were cold and afraid through and through. And God called, Adam. There was no reply. Adam and Eve just wanted to die. Come on. That's my... (laughs) Oh, yeah, mic drop. That is awesome, man. So good. So where did so, that rap come from? Yeah. Uh, it's it's something, it was a rap group that I used to listen to when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> We're talking 30 years ago. Yeah. And, and um, I can't even remember the... Uh, I can't even remember the name of them, okay. actually. Uh, yeah, but uh, I love that rap, and I've done it so many times in schools. And, and uh, you know, you do it as a launching pad because you're talking about Adam and Eve, God creating the world, uh, and then talk about how, you know, we've sinned against God by, by doing what he told us not to do. Yeah. And then we're out of relationship with him because that's why they were hiding from God. And then, you know, of course, God loves us. He wants us in relationship. That's why he sent Jesus Amen. to come and be punished in our place. So it's so a so bit of good. a launching pad for the gospel. So good. I love it, mate. You've got a whole bag of trips. You've got your G7 app, you've got your website, you've got your rap, mate, you've got the whole lot. Now, uh, if people want to call through and maybe uh, tell Stu how cool his rap is, you can give us a call, <laughs> 1-800-316-316. We've got Mel from Queensland on the phone. How are you, Mel? Yeah, good morning. I'm great, thanks. Um, just uh, following the conversation just quickly, um, some time ago the Lord put on me to um, help out some women in a very rough part of town. And my first reaction when the Lord told me to do this was like, I don't want to go to that part of the town. It's not safe. I don't want to do that. And then I thought about it. And then I said to the Lord, "Um, I'll go there three times, but I want full protection. And so the Lord was faithful. And every time I went down to that part of town, I was picked up at the train station and not by anyone. It was this person who I'd never met who was incredibly hospitable, showed me all around the places. Instead of going there three times, I stayed there for about close to three years and ministering to all these women who, um, some had come out of domestic violence. There was a lady who was uh, just got released from prison, helping all of these ladies get jobs back on their feet, reunited with their families and things like that. Just quickly, what I learned out of all of that experience was that, um, and, and I was blessed in so many ways because of that obedience, but what got me convicted was the following verse, Isaiah one nineteen twenty: If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Mm. Now, I was obedient, but I wasn't willing. 
mm. at, at the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so I've, I've learned in my journey to be willing and obedient. And because God has the whole view and we have the narrow view. So I just encourage people just to be aware that God has the whole view. He doesn't re- release all the details. That's what it takes to walk in faith. Mm. And and then things will start to happen. But, yeah, that, that was quite a very convicting time for me, that experience, and I just thought I'd just pass it on to the listeners. Thank mm. you. And that's great. And d- did you find that with uh, with the people that you were ministering to, you know, with domestic violence and a whole lot of issues that they were having, mm. that they were more open to hearing about the love of God and the gospel? Uh, they absolutely were. And I guess how that all came about was that I spent a lot of time just listening mm. and, you know, building up trust, empathy mm. with all the different ladies and things like that. Mm. I just listened. Definitely there was no judgment from my perspective. Mm. Uh, and then over time, as, as they got to know me and they could see I was regular and things like that, and they'd sort of ask me about, you know, what I was up to and, and things like that. And then I would share um, some testimonies, personal mm. and others I've witnessed and things like that. And I also provided practical needs and things like that. Mm. And I think over that journey, they, they recognised that my intentions and motives were very honourable mm. and there was a space of choice. And there, there was in, in one, one of the classes, like... Um, and one of the instructors, I think, was unaware that I came from a faith perspective. And and in one of the classes, there was some. It was said something about, um, you know, have you got a go to affirmation or something statement? You know, when things are really rough. And I just blurted. It was sort of my turn, and everyone had their turn. It was my turn, and I blurted out a particular verse that was sort of strong in my heart mm. and then once I said that it like broke the water then awesome. then three ladies in that group then said after that they said yeah and my go-to verse is this and my go-to verse <laughs> oh, that's wonderful uh, you're not only an evangelist Stu you're not only a rapper but you're also an actor as well now. Uh, tell us about your latest uh, foray into acting, mate. Uh, well, I wouldn't really call myself an actor, but <laughs> I had a small acting part in a, in a uh, TV series that has just uh, come out. Yeah. Um, it's it's on YouTube if anyone wants to look it up. It's called The Dividing Line. Okay. Yeah, and uh, a couple of friends of mine who has helped me with a lot of my evangelistic training videos, Yeah. Um, Luke and uh, Joe Searle, um, had put together this this uh, this TV series, but it's got a Christian theme behind it, but it's not overtly Christian. Okay. So um, you know you could get your non Christians to friends to have a look at this, and uh, it's an interesting show about a serial killer. Uh, and but it it's weaved into it as ethics and morals, and you're sort of thinking, well, it's it's a very interesting you know wordplay and dialogue that's going on between a detective who's a Christian and and a serial killer, and so you sort of got to ask the question, well, what is, what is life all about? If if there is no God, it, it, is it just the fittest survive, the strongest survive, and the weakest die out? You know, can yeah. we just go around murdering people? What what you know? What it's actually consistent with a, a particular worldview. That doesn't include God, but if God is there, then life is 
is actually worth something. Yeah, you know, you're, yeah. you're intrinsically valuable. You're made by God. You're made in the image of God. You're, you're, you, you deserve protecting and, and loving, you know. So it's, it's a, yeah, it's a very interesting, um, series. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if, uh, there's seven parts to it. Uh, yeah. they're about, uh, I think, uh, 17 minutes long or something each, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're interested, go to YouTube, type in the dividing line. Okay. And, um, yeah. I'm have, surprised have that they, uh, cast you as a role of the serial killer. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know why. They would have chosen you for that. Uh, I wasn't. Oh, you, oh, you weren't. Oh, no, what no, what no, role no, did no. you play? I actually played the role of a pastor, you know. Of uh, and um, yeah, so this this detective went along to church. So I'm speaking in the church. It's actually the very first scene in the in the episode one. Yeah, yeah. I've seen and episode one. I watched. Yeah, you I watched did. it. And uh, I know Robbo from Rise and Shine here. Mm-hmm. I sent him the link, and he's watched all seven. He was hooked. He was hooked. Yeah, great. He said. Great. He said it was. Uh, he he binge watched it. Yeah, good. <laughs> he just wanted to see what happened next, you know. So, yeah, well, yeah. it's very interesting. It's, okay, it's, yeah, very cool. There you go, Stu Miller, actor, rapper, evangelist, <laughs> uh, mate. You've been around. Uh, now we're we're turning our, our attention towards the topic of sharing the gospel in hard times. And if you want to join the conversation, uh, give us a call one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We'd love to know if you're finding that people are more open to the gospel during the hard mm. times our nation's going through, and. Have you got any testimonies of people that have responded or maybe you've shared your faith with someone or maybe you've come to Christ recently? We'd love to hear those testimonies. Give us a call, 1-800-316-316. Now, Stu, when it comes to evangelism, uh, there's something like only 2% of Christians Mm. who regularly share their faith. And I just wonder, have they not read Matthew 28 and Mark 16? (laughs) Did did they miss that bit? Was it the great suggestion, not the great commission? What what are your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's a a constant thing as an evangelist. I'm trying to raise people up. And Campus Crusade for Christ did those statistics and found only 2% of Christians regularly Mm. share their faith. And so uh, that means we've got a crisis in the church. I I find that that many Christians don't know what the gospel is. Um, if you said what's the gospel, they couldn't tell you what the key ingredients are, or yeah. couldn't be articulated. And then if you said, well, those that do know what the gospel is, if you ask them to share it, they, they most likely use a lot of Christianese, a lot of church jargon. Uh, and because when we're talking about Jesus, we we naturally revert to the language that we use at church because that's where we talk about Jesus. So mm. trying to share Jesus out in the workplace and the in schools and out in the community, uh, we need to use the language of a non-church person will understand. Yeah. And uh, that's why I love the G7 because it's, it's just stripped all that terminology away and made it really super easy for people to understand. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you don't know what the gospel is and you're a Christian, you're saying, well, I know, I do know what Matthew 28 and, and Mark 16 says. I know I'm supposed to be, but I, I just don't know how. Download the G7. Go to the G7, uh, to the App Store, rather. Type in G7. Look for Gospel on 7. It's a purple icon. Um, and, uh, yeah, download it. And there's internal instructions in there that will teach you how to use it. Mm. So uh, give it a go. We need we need all of us, not 2%. We need all of us out there sharing the gospel. We've got, we've got a big world to reach. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and it's not, not going to be done with 2% of Christians, I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, so true. Well, phone lines are open, 1-800-316-316. If you want to talk about sharing the gospel in times of hardship, uh, we've got Marguerite from Brisbane. How are you, Marguerite? Good, thank you. Have you got a question or comment? It's fantastic to hear you talking about evangelism. Sorry, your phone's just a little bit muffled there, Marguerite. Are you there? Yeah. Hang on. Maybe if I turn off the speaker. I said it's absolutely fantastic to hear you guys speaking about evangelism. Can you hear me better now? Well, it is still a little bit muffled. Are you on loudspeaker, are you? Hello. Can you hear me there? 
It's a little bit muffled. Can you hear me now? Oh, much That's better. better. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really great to hear you guys talking about evangelism. It's something that's very, very central in my heart. Fantastic. Tell us uh, what you'd like to chat about. Well, um, I've had uh, many years uh, involved with Operation Mobilization. I don't know if you're familiar with that, the yes. ships that um, sail around the world yep. that train you in evangelism, how to share your faith, mm-hmm. and youth with a mission. So yes. I've traveled around the world about 80-odd countries and had lots of wonderful experiences of seeing people being touched and coming through for God. Mm. Wonderful. Wow. And what, what are you finding lately? Are you finding that people are more open to the gospel recently? Absolutely. I think even since September 11, um, people's value system has been shaken and they're more open. And I often just go up to people and just open up conversation by saying, oh, can you tell me the time or something, rather make sure my watch isn't on my wrist. <laughs> um, <laughs> or just say, <laughs> or just say, you're having a good day. And people are people want to talk. They want to mm. tell you about their day. They want, want to tell you about their life. And then if you listen very carefully and show genuine respect and love to people, mm. then you can sort of slowly divert the conversation toward the Lord and just ask them questions about that. I remember one time I was working in a Christian bookshop and this guy came in dressed in his orange robes and white paint on his nose and everything, one of these Krishna fellows. And I thought, oh, no, I don't know how to share with him. So I just was hiding in the office, scurrying around doing some filing, and I felt the Lord trying to go out and talk to him. I thought, oh, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to say. And eventually I went out and uh, just listened to him and chatted with him. And I said, but have you read the truth? And uh, then eventually he left the shop. And next morning he came in and I didn't recognize him. He was sitting on the seat, um, sitting on the steps outside the shop. And uh, he came inside. He was all excited. And he said, don't you recognize me? I said, no, sir, I'm sorry. I, I see so many people every day. He said, I'm the Hare Krishna that you shared with. I couldn't sleep last night. I couldn't get the words out of my head. Wow. I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went to Bible college, and then he went to Mexico and joined some evangelists over there, and it just went on from there. But that's Praise just one story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that I do mostly is when I talk to people, I always have a, um, a note, a notepad in my in my handbag, mm-hmm. and and a, a pen, and I write down, you know, Vision Radio, Salt Radio, all the different different links that I've been involved with, and I say, look, when you go home, check this out, and um, even go up to bus drivers and pray for them. I say, don't close your eyes. Sometimes I sing to them. It's amazing. God gives me the boldness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good on you. <clears throat> but what I want to do is just encourage people, just get over the fear of man, because mm. that's the way the evil one tries to stop us mm. from speaking about Jesus. You know, if a girl gets a new handbag or a guy goes to a football game and is all excited, but he wants to talk about that, but why aren't right. we talking about Jesus? That's right. That's the thing. Yeah, Absolutely. Ooh. Well, good on so you for doing that. And I, I think you know, if you've got a really good point there that, you know, we, we've just got to get over the, the fear and, and be excited about what we believe and just be natural about it, you know, just start talking with people. And, and I find when you chat with people, all of a sudden things open up, you know, and when you ask people about their life and what they're doing, the, the law of reciprocation is that they normally turn around and ask you about you and, and you can start to share about the important things in your life or yeah. what have you been doing on the weekend? You know, they tell you, well, what about you? Oh, I went to church on Sunday. Are you a church person? Yeah. Boom, you're into a spiritual conversation, you know. Yeah, good. Let's make it natural. Let's let's get into it, you know. Yeah, that's good. It's, uh, if you've, the, if, key, the, key thing is, the key thing is to make sure that we don't make people feel like they're a project. Yeah. We yeah. must show the genuine compassionate love mm. of Jesus, a genuine interest in that person, mm. um, eyeball to eyeball, and not being distracted by other things, and let people feel that respect, and mm. they open up. 
Yeah. Awesome. And they open up. I've often prayed for people. When I finish praying, I look at them, tears are running down their face. Yeah, yeah. so good. Well, Marguerite, yes, really appreciate your call today. Thank you so much for that. My privilege. God bless. You've great work. <laughs> you too. I just want to go and share the gospel now after talking to her. <laughs> I'm all pumped up. <laughs> she's, she's exciting, isn't yeah. she? It's great. I guess yeah. let's finish our radio show first, and then let's go hit the streets too. <laughs> two by two, eh? Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 1-800-316-316. And uh, we've got Newitt from Adelaide. How are you, Newitt? Good, thank you, Matt. And Stuart, is it? Yes. God bless you both. Yeah. All right. I just want to share about... Um, my story, you know, um, sharing the gospel with my, my neighbors. They in early, they in the eighties, yes. and his wife very sick. And so he said to me one day, he said, "I really love when I leave this world. I want to be up there, you know, the nominal Catholic. That's how I know." And I said, "Why? You mean heaven?" He said, "Yes." And I said, uh, "Are you sure you can be up there?" He said, "Not really, but I love to be up there." So I said, all right, well, I will share you the story that that can lead you to be up there, you know. I said, then I shared the gospel story that through Christ alone that that he can be saved, that yeah. um, he can be a child of God, be consigned, and, um, and he can, you know, be there when he passed away. And anyway, I said, I leave that with you and your wife tonight, you have a cup of tea, and you say, you know, the prayer that you are sinners, and... Do you know that um, Jesus is the Son of God who came to earth to die for your sins, and he's your Savior, and ask God for pardon and receive him as Lord and Savior and receive the gift of salvation. And so I left it like that. I didn't push anything. Mm -hmm. And I was really upset after that when I came home. I said, I should really, you know. He was so um, open. Mm -hmm. But anyway, three days after, God gave him another divine appointment. Uh, he came over with a bag of lemons for me. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, I, myself, and I, we just paid 60000 for 100 years uh, on the two plot of burial, you know, plot of land for, for burial, you know, for, mm-hmm. for, for, at the cemetery. And I said, well, that's good. The children don't have to worry about that. But how have you done the business of heaven yet? That is where your soul is going to be, be with God forever. Mm. And he said, not yet. I said, how about we going to do it right now? <laughs> and I said, Elijah said, would you like me to pray with you? And you repeat, and, you know, uh, the sinless prayer. And he all lift, lift up his hand, and we pray right there, and he repeat what I said. Oh. And after he said, oh, could you please come over and pray for my wife as well? Yes. So that's the story. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'm just so blessed. And from there now, I get to know, I um, share with another lady who is also, um, when, when people say they're Catholic, you know, I say no disrespect to them, but I know that, you know, they worship many other people as well. And so I share that. I say, oh, let's just tell you my lovely story that I share with my neighbors. And I got their attention. I said, don't you worship Mary? I said, no, you know, we love her, but we do not worship him, Christ alone, that mm. we worship. Yeah, so I just want to share that with you. Wonderful. Yep. Well, thank you so much for your call today. God bless. God bless you all. Thank you. Bye then. Awesome. Stu, isn't it good to hear these stories of people that are 
just out there having conversations, chatting mm. with people. And, you know, often we talk about the Goliath of fear mm. that is against us when we want to share our faith. People just worry that people are going to, mm. you know, slap you down or call you a name or, you know, be yeah. offended, you know. But really, most people are pretty open, aren't they? Yeah, well, the acronym FEAR is, is false expectations appearing real. Yeah, and, wow. And um, I think that's the case, you know, that we, we have in our mind what we think pe- how people are going to react. And mm. they, they don't want to hear, or they're mm. too busy, or they're, they're, they, they don't want to know about this religious stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And actually, people are quite open. Most people are quite open. Now, if people are not, they'll say so, and they, they, they're not interested, and that's okay. You move on to another person, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things where um, things in our mind are actually different to what they are in actuality, um, and I think and there's always you know it's it's interesting to me because I sort of think you know I've been a full time evangelist now for 29 years and I still have fear sharing the gospel when you when you launch into the conversation uh, you take a step of faith it's still there's an apprehension there where it's a little bit like a lottery. What's going to happen here? Are yeah. they going to be open? Are they not? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Most people who are not open are still polite, and they'll yeah. say, oh, no, thanks. I'm not really interested in that or whatever, mm. You know, depending on your approach. If your approach is loving and gentle and friendly um, and authentic, then I think that, that most people respond really well. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Stu, it's been awesome having you with us in the studio today, and uh, we're going to um, – uh, have a, another conversation shortly about cr- Christian religious instruction in schools, which I believe is another good way mm, to share absolutely. our faith with the next generation. Very Susie Overall is going to be sharing her testimony uh, and, and her heart to uh, raise up and equip others in that area. So that's coming up soon. Uh, but before that, Stu, before we let you go, if people want to download the app, it's called the G7 app mm-hmm. in any app store. Is that right? Yep. Any app okay. store, yep. And, or you can uh, type in Gospel in 7, Gospel yep. IN and the number 7. Okay. Either way, we'll get, get you the app. Just look for a purple icon. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds Absolutely. good. Absolutely. And then uh, the website is traintoproclaim.com. That's correct. And you're available to speak at churches yes. and do seminars mm-hmm. and equipping people mm-hmm. uh, yep. anywhere around Australia. Anywhere yep. around Australia. If you, if you can get me there, I will be You'll very be happy. I'll be there and happy. I mean, I've only got two Sundays free between now and March next okay, year, well, so yep, yep. I'm pretty booked out. But, you know, let's plan ahead. You know, yep. if, you, if, you're, if you've got a heart for evangelism, why not be the catalyst for getting something happening in your church? Um, let's let's get a training event happening. Absolutely. And, you know, I've had a lot of preachers uh, come to my church and visit, and some of them come out to the shelters with me. Mm-hmm. Some of them go, oh, no, I haven't got time for that. <laughs> but you you had time, yep. and you came out into the shelters. And, uh, you know, I, I loved watching you work with all the people in the in the homeless shelters and share your faith. And, you yep. know, it, it just shows you the real deal, mate. Mm. And uh, I, I've, I've loved ha- uh, hanging out with you lately and yep. uh, always inspired to catch up with you, Stu. So once again, look up the G7 Gospel app. Go to traintoproclaim.com. Uh, and book Stu to come and do some ministry in your part of Australia. Thanks so much for your time, mate. God bless. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.